0: I said, empty your mind, be formless,
1: shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit,
2: it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward.
0: Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and Movement masters
2: on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Line Podcast. Welcome back to Line Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. In today's phenomenal episode, I get to have my pal, Mr. Gary Lineham from The Human Garage. Gary is the founder of The Human Garage here in Venice, California. Uh, this place is pretty cool. I've been going through sessions with them, and uh, they integrate several modalities into their own approach there. So everything from chiropractic to manual therapy, massage therapy. Uh, even nutritional consultation, pretty good stuff. So recommend you guys checking that out. We, In this conversation, we get into the ins and outs of fascia, value of squatting, how that affects the pressure systems throughout our body. We start using THC and drinking Jägermeister mid-interview, which is uh, stretching some of my boundaries because I'm not an alcohol drinker. So really fun conversation. I hope you guys enjoy. Here is a little clip we've lost ceremony yeah. you know
1: we've made ceremony um you know uh, listening to cassettes in our car well or cassettes look
2: at <laughs> <laughs> all the kids out there kids, all, turn all the kids your on. cassette kids down so you can hear the podcast <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into the website, aligntherapy.com. If you feel called to that guy, uh, for one thing, you'll find the video for this podcast interview, which is pretty interesting video to check out. So I recommend that uh, show notes and you can start the five day movement challenge to learn how to integrate optimal movement function into everything you do. Little quote that we got for today comes from Miss Helen Keller. A happy life consists not in the absence but in the mastery of hardships. Hardships, uh, they seem to be pretty valuable things in this life. It's where we get to see our own true colors, where we get to see other people's true colors. We got all this resistance around going through hard stuff but meanwhile those end up being the things that are the most valuable for us for the rest of our lives so embrace the hardship miss helen keller um if you guys leave us a review on the itunes and we read on the show we will send you out a box uh we'll send you something from organifi this time organifi is a wonderful company also if you use uh the align code at checkout with organifi you get 20 percent off quote not quote uh, review that we got from tj unlimited it says learning laughter life five stars aaron is fearless in his quest for new information and he brings this to the podcast via top quality guests listeners have the unique opportunity to learn with him as he explores everything from the latest research to some of the most ancient theories in health fitness and well-being get on board exclamation point thanks tj hit us up We'll send you out some stuff when we Organify. Um, this was, as I mentioned, this is a video podcast. We're gonna we've been recording videos for all the last for the last like several weeks. And uh, we're gonna start putting these videos out on the Instagram at Align Podcast, on YouTube, on the website, align slash podcast. So tune into those guys if you have interest, and uh hope you enjoy. Final little order of business. I wanted to thank whoever used the Amazon affiliate link to buy the seven sacred organic mushroom extract it costs like 83 bucks. We get 7% of your purchases when you use our affiliate link. It costs you nothing. Great free way to support the podcast. Top right corner of the podcast page, theory.com slash podcast. Bookmark that thing, buy crap through Amazon and uh, we get some, some scratch goes back into making the show better okay i think we're good thank you so much for tuning in and here we go back to the show with mr gary lineham
0: A line podcast
2: Corbin, keep us out of the red zone good i appreciate that all right i think talk to me talk to me sweetly and softly not not really just talk to me in any any version of your voice i'd have to actually
1: have you stop talking if i was gonna talk to you <laughs>
2: that's welcome to any relationship, relationship <laughs> of my life all right so we're recording um so the way that i do things with oh we need to check do, check, check we need to do jaeger shots yes we that's crucially important to is the it, is the mic working the start of this whole thing i think it's working check this check. is a new wireless technology it's next level <laughs> um so thanks so much thank you Aaron. for doing it looking forward to doing this yeah i appreciate it we're doing it we're doing it it's, <laughs> we're already in it
1: so well, we should, it's, we it's, should it's, it's funny. The setup for this podcast was the most unusual of all of them. Good. Yeah, because uh, I'm walking by through to the human garage. I do my walk every, to and from work every day. That's my form of exercise. and yeah. And also aligning myself, doing what I need to do. And, uh, and Aaron's house is on the way. And I'm walking by. He pops his head over and says, Gary.
2: It's the way. It's yeah. the only way. It felt like uh, what's that called? Home improvement? The Wilson moment? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So should we hit these shots? Yeah,
1: we're gonna do some shot of Jaeger.
2: So this and is very special.
1: So what Jaeger does, or a shot of non of uh, uh, distilled alcohol, Jaeger's the best. It has to be organic. It has to be it has to have uh, some sort of plant base to it. But one shot of alcohol will not get you drunk, but it'll loosen all your fascia. Mm. Uh, the second shot will tighten it up. So we do one, so loosen our fascia, and see how it goes. All
2: right, solid. Oh, we got to do eye contact and salute. Or no, I'm, I'm in your house, no, whatever I'm, you do. Well, Let's do eye contact. Sales. Eye contact, yeah. We don't want to have bad sex. <laughs> Isn't that how it works? Is it with each other? No, it's just in general. I apologize.
1: Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Never gets old. I almost didn't do all of it. It's going to get funny here. Uh, so I don't drink alcohol at all. This is good, but I think I'm, I'm getting into it. Well, you know, it's it's
1: alcohol. Think about it. Uh, alcohol, like anything else, plant medicine. Every one of these poisons, the the, the frog poison. <clears throat> the, there's so many things that we have that, in low quantities, stimulate something in our body that it's actually important to have there. Yeah. Um, one of the things is why we like to have alcohol after the end of a day is that. Throughout the day, our bodies are interacting, we're fascia, we're moving, our muscles are interacting, it's carrying tons of information. We're moving information up and down through the nervous system, and the nervous system is a little frazzled. Um, And so that's why that drink at the end of the day was the thing that calmed us down. Now, I don't know about you, but when my parents drank, um, they would drink two drinks, that was it. Um, My generation, we we took a look at our parents and we said, (laughs) oh, they can drink two, we can drink 10. And then, uh, you know, I was an overachiever, so I could drink 30. And that's part of the problem. As soon as you go to that second shot, because why do you have the first shot? It's to to do exactly what's going to happen over the next two to five minutes. It's to calm the nervous system. The second one is actually what starts to agitate the nervous system. And think about the old country. Back in uh, Europe, they used to often give, uh, you know, every day they would have a, a glass of wine with their meal. And even kids. But that was it. That wasn't like they had 30. They had one, yeah. and so it was funny because uh, we were in a non-alcoholic beverage business bu- b- uh, back in the early '90s, and the whole premise was is that uh, of building this business is that the um, <coughs> is that the population was drinking less, and this is how stats and and how business can be misinterpreted. Uh, sure, the population was drinking less. But what they did is they took the total liters of alcohol combined and the baby boomers drank more than Generation X, which was my generation. But there were less Generation X, so the total liters, so it wasn't really correct. We were drinking three to five times as much as the baby boomers. And so the whole uh, concept of non-alcoholic beverages was predicated on the fact that people uh, didn't want to drink as much, and it actually wasn't true.
2: Yeah, I think it's just having something that that anchors you in. It's the end of the day; it's time to relax. And I'm sure there's there's biochemical effects of alcohol specifically, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. I think that just having some type of like like treating relaxation and coming down. Yeah as a real tradition in a ceremony it's like we just don't, we I, don't I don't see it with we, many well, people we've lost ceremony yeah you know
1: we've made ceremony um you know uh, listening to cassettes in our car well or cassettes look uh.
2: at <laughs> <laughs> all the kids out there kids, yeah, all turn the kids, your cassette uh, kids down so you can hear
1: the podcast <laughs> We, we listen to podcasts, we listen to CDs, <laughs> we listen to radio, <coughs> whatever it is we listen to on the way home. So we're still activating the brain. We get home, we get on the phone, we run out to the gym, and our lifestyles have become event to event to event to event, and then we go to sleep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we don't take time for ourselves, and we don't meditate as much. And I had a hard time meditating. I had a, a really busy mind, so meditation for me it wasn't something that was easy. Yeah. Um, for years, I, I took transcendental meditation when I was 13 years old. Mm. And I never used it until I was, uh, what baby, that was uh, 40, must have been 44 before I used it. Wow. What because does that
2: mean, use it? Use it in the sense of like practice it or practice use it? Practice it, yeah. Okay. <clears throat>
1: because I, I, I couldn't, and for me, I thought meditation was uh, keeping my mind calm. and But actually, the racing thoughts were my mind decompressing. And I didn't realize that. So for me, I thought I couldn't meditate. I felt stupid uh, because I couldn't meditate. I couldn't calm my mind down. So I said, you know, forget this. I don't (laughs) don't know if I would do that if I'm going to be stupid about it.
2: Yeah. What the heck is transcendental meditation? Are you...
1: I'm not a meditator. Um, I'm still not today. So my meditation today is we, I'm you know work somewhere between six and fourteen hours on people. Yeah. And I find that, I mean you're a body worker. Um, when we were doing work to yesterday, um, while I'm working on you, I'm actually concentrating and closing off my energy, um, feeling my body, and that's what meditation is. It's actually yeah. just being one with yourself.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mentioned the. Uh, The derivative concentration is to bring together and I think that's something that we experience cognitively and physically it's just this this sensation of our bodies and our minds are all over the place and it's Facebook and it's my bill and it's my girlfriend and all this these parts busy distracted busy distracted Mm -hmm. you know and so you look at that like at a pressure of a hose it's like you have holes all over your hose yes there's no focus. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, so it was funny because I didn't understand that you know four years ago when I started actually working on people every day. Before that, you know, I worked on people once in a while. But the, it's been the last four years since the human garage started that I, every day, somewhere between eight and fifteen hours, sixteen hours, I'm working on a body. Mm. And uh, at that concentration, I started to see things that I didn't see before. And after the first couple of years, I was just shell shocked because we were trying to handle the volume. We are actually in the original garage.
2: This is kind of yeah. neat. Welcome to the human garage. Human garage
1: 0.0. You
2: keep calling it 0.0. That just means it hasn't happened yet, right? Okay. Is, zero that, point is that how it goes? And 0.1. Zero point. We could give it a decimal one. So,
1: so let me tell you how this all came out. Okay. Human garage originally was, uh, we were trying to find a way to fix myself. I wasn't paying for 40 years. Um, and basically all my life, uh, sorry, 20 years, um, all my life, all my adult life, I was in pain. I was a, I was a competitive bodybuilder, fell under a squat (coughs) back in the eighties. And that squat, uh, left me in a situation where I needed care, uh, and progressively getting more like once a week, twice a week, and then three times a week. And then I started finding my whole life operating around finding care. Uh, and it's amazing how the brain works, because if the nervous system needs something, it'll find a way to get it. Um, so my rational thoughts, even up to, it's funny, because even up to six months ago, um, <coughs> when I'm leaving on a, leaving work on a Saturday, I'm always going to get a full adjustment before I leave. And that was my thing. And then I noticed a couple weeks ago, I didn't, I'd leave on Saturday, and I'm walking out, the, I'm walking home, and I realized I didn't get an adjust- adjustment. Well, the, the fact was I really didn't need one.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so if the nervous system needs it, it finds a way to get it. And regardless of what it is, yeah. by the way, how are you feeling right now?
2: I'm a little drunk. No, <laughs> I'm not really. I, um, I, I do feel impacted. I really love the warmth in my, in my whole visceral and business. business. It's beautiful. That's like when we did your jaw. Yeah. Do
1: you remember the warmth in your head? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the warmth in the body. So yeah. now we're satiating the body yesterday. When we did that work on your jaw, we were satiating the head.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I need to start. Kids at home start introducing Jaeger into your daily process. Apparently, what about what, so? What about alcohol? So, what is what is this 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 uh, obscure age twenty one thing? Is there a time where we shouldn't be drinking alcohol? Or is know, that just all I, taboo?
0: I, I,
1: let's just go back. I mean, we're in a situation where plant medicine is starting to become mainstream. I mean, I have professionals, lawyers, and stuff like that coming in saying, "Yeah, I just microdosed LSD." I mean, that would not right. have happened five years ago, ten years ago. It's a new consciousness. So let's talk about alcohol. Alcohol is, a, is, is a, a technically a poison, but so are a lot of other things that we use to uh, re- achieve altered states, right? Um, alcohol during <coughs> during uh, the history of mankind it was always used to help the body, but somewhere along the line we d- we demonized it, and when we had prohibition, we made it illegal. And making something illegal just makes it very attractive, right? Yeah. So it just uh, so we had all these clubs and uh, these speakeasies and all these places where we had alcohol that was running, and and <coughs> so that was what's what the problem was. We demonized it. And in Canada, where I'm from, uh, the drinking age is 18, and that's only a mild suggestion, actually. Right, because <laughs> yeah. you know when you're 18, if you're 21, people are going to bars at 18 and 19 here. That's just the way it is, right? People are sneaking in fake ID, whatever. But when you're eight, when the drinking age is actually 18. Um, you find people going to bars when they're 15 and 16. So really, what is the right age to drink? And I think in Germany, I don't know if it still is, but you can even buy beer at a McDonald's.
2: Mm. Um, <clears throat> so it's probably the only borderline healthy thing you can find in McDonald's. <laughs> 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 I would imagine. Other than that, <laughs> that's about all you could do. That's fer- funny. We actually have a fermented <laughs> beverage. Imagine that. Perfect. Whoa, that just that just turned there. Yeah, I'm I have, uh, I'm affected by the it has promised. a big Mac. I've been affected.
1: You have a Big Mac and a big slap.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So something that you said kind of uh, stood out to me. Whereas alcohol <clears throat> relaxes the fascia. Is that not a reductionist statement? That is there is there any way to isolate alcohol affect fascia or is it alcohol affect everything and we just have an isolated fascia
1: yeah let's say uh, well that's maybe the problem is that we try to say fascia skin uh, muscles organs bones are all separate brain let's just say it's all together so when i say fascia that's actually not true statement let's say the entire organism is affected by alcohol once one small amount of it in a positive way because you don't really feel drunk but right now do you (laughs)
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm legitimately buzzed. I haven't drank alcohol for buzzed. fucking a year. Okay, but buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a little buzzed, but, uh, yeah. but you watch how this goes on. How does your body feel? It feels really good. Yeah, So, yeah.
1: and that's really the intention because what is the brain? The brain's job is to analyze the internal and external environments and adapt us to it. So we've we've made the brain this command center, and we've made the body a meat suit. And this, that's just technically not true. I mean... Uh, the Heart Math Institute came in years ago saying the heart was in charge of the body and here's why magnetic resonance. But then they're now softening their statement saying, well, if the heart's involved, then every other organ's also involved too. Yeah. And so it, it just, when we think about things logically, we, we make a lot of decisions and judgments with th- about things as human beings yeah. that just don't follow the logic that we say we're following. So if the heart is important, then every other organ is important too. And every part of the body acts as one. And so at the human garage recently... We've been <coughs> we've been moving the therapy away from uh, working with muscles and fascia and nerves and and bones and saying what do they all have in common? Well, the the skin, the fascia, the nerves, the muscle systems, the bones they all have one thing in common. They are they are working together to help us stand and move functionally against gravity and atmospheric pressure. Yeah. and so they all have a job to play. That's like isolating a, ba- a team and saying because your f- star forward or your tall guy like Shaquille O'Neal it's a team no he is there because there is a whole bunch of people that support him yeah. he's not the team so in the same course of nature we have to treat the body the same way everything is everything is involved everything is important and everything has a role to play and if we can, if we think about that way then we start understanding if we say that the brain is in charge of the body we make really bad decisions on how the body is going to interact yeah. think of your body as a computer and your brain as a CPU so what does a CPU do? It runs programs. And if you need a program from 10 years ago, you go to the desktop, you find it, click, click, open up the program, open up the file from 10 years ago, it brings it up, it runs the program. When you're done, you click save, and it goes back. Yeah. That's what our body does. I mean, everything in technology was once, uh, you know, it took some foundation from something in nature. And so they, the computer was supposed to be designed after the brain, but actually the computer was more designed after the body. Mm and to say the brain is doing it all just it's it's not even scientifically true anymore um then here's where the problem is is that medicine and science are 25 years apart yeah and at the human garage we decided to start delivering science and sometimes things that we don't understand so in a scientific or medical capacity a lot of our clinicians that we worked with them in the past said well there's no science behind that so i'm not going to do it yeah but it just helps somebody so why don't we take away the, the, the need to have science and proof in this, in this maniacal system of uh, beating people down to prove something? And why don't we just start helping people? And that was kind of the, rea- the way that we approached it. And we said, well, yeah, we don't understand why <laughs> rubbing the tummy, remember this? I remember this. <laughs> and it works, right? I've been pondering on it since. <laughs> so you got the tummy is one. That's the biggest fashion line. So if you rub your tummy like this clockwise Clockwise. in,
2: in the motion that food goes through the intestines and such. And right. it does, and we do go counterclockwise, all of a sudden we have this up. inverse reaction. It tightens up. What the fuck? The whole body. Well, it's <laughs> not
1: only that. So take your hand <coughs> like this. And uh, for those of you, you're mostly audio-centric. We're videoing this. You're probably going to put a video out somewhere, right?
2: Absolutely. Okay. <coughs> yeah. So
1: so for those of you listening to this on video, you're going to have to actually start listening to this on audio. You're going to have to look right. at the video. Yeah. So take the hand like this and move from this finger to the thumb and rotate it. what I'm doing is I'm doing a circular motion. Try it, Aaron. I'm going to do it. Other way around.
2: Oh God, I'm going counterclockwise. And,
1: yeah, and you'll feel that your shoulder, your scap, and your subscap, and your neck is relaxing. You might have to do the other side now because you've already relaxed that side.
2: I think the Jaeger's helping.
1: Yeah, what it. W- it <laughs> and, and then, and then we I got. Can't, I
2: can't feel my hands. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just
1: joking. <laughs> and then we, we, but we have another, we have another big fashion line, in the top of the head. But you feel your shoulders just slightly relaxing. Then do the top of the head in the clockwise, the same order as the hair, uh, <coughs> the hairline.
2: It feels really good. Yeah. <coughs> People at home rub the back of your head, clockwise. clockwise position. All right. So what happens if we go counterclockwise in it? Does that ruin everything? It tightens it up. All of a sudden we get toe cancer. So, say, <laughs> I don't know. So, so, le- so let's, let's try and figure out why
1: that happens. Okay. Okay. So we've been using that for three years. We didn't know why it worked. And then it just dawned on me. I'm working with a mother. She says, "Oh, geez, I, I, I do that with, that with my son." And so I right. investigative. I thought, "Okay, let's check. Let's look this out." We use things because they work, and sometimes a year, two years, three years later, we figure out what the science is behind it. Yeah. It's more important to help people uh, than it is to have to have everything figured out. And what we, <coughs> when we were doing it, the lady said to me, "Oh, that's the same way I rub my the tummy of my my baby." And then I thought, "Wow, that's interesting." So I go online and I look at all these pictures of women rubbing their babies' tummies. And then if you Google that in ten different ways, it comes up with really weird stuff. So I suggest you don't Google that. <laughs> but when you f- when you actually find it, what you'll find is that every every mother rubs the c- tummy in the same way, clockwise. So why is that? Interestingly enough, the science behind it is uh, off the umbilical, off the uteral wall, the umbilical cord grows, and it grows in a s- clockwise fashion. Mm. And <coughs> so we're spun into existence. Even your, if right. you MRI your, your, your sacrum, It actually doesn't, it's not a solid piece. It actually, if you look inside, it has a slight spiral in it.
2: As is your calcaneal tendon, as is your heart. (coughs) So if you you can unwind the heart, and it's actually a beautiful spiral.
1: Right, and so one of the ways to unwind the heart, the best way actually is the pericardium is to just take here with fascia and just torque it like this. And as we hold it, what I'm doing is a clockwise rotation on the heart, on that area. And what that's going to do is it's going to relax the chest, the shoulders, the neck. It's going to take some of the pressure that the heart has to beat against pressure. If that makes sense, we got atmospheric pressure, we got gravity pulling down, and the heart is it has to perform in in that environment. There you go. You feel that change? Yeah, man. So if you do it the other way,
2: (laughs) you look like you're ready to go to sleep. If you're going to do body work, <laughs> I'm going to get into it. I'm not, g- <laughs> not going to just not. So the the, the,
1: the, <laughs> the funny part is if I go the other way, you just get agitated. Yeah. So, so the whole idea was finding, uh, trying to understand what the body's trying to do. So there are two things that have never been used to evaluate the human body in any form of therapy, medicine, science, sport in any way that I know that I've been able to find this published. Mm. And that's, gravity and atmospheric pressure and gravity is an interesting thing because it has it has more than one dimension we think of gravity only pulling us down right. so let's think of like physics and then quantum physics afterwards and we'll kind of get into how this rolls out but if at the highest point is so i'm standing here i'm standing with my feet together and all the force of gravity is pulling through my body through the feet through the floor so that so where my feet meet the floor is the highest point of force Does that make sense? That makes sense. Okay. (coughs) The other thing is I'm standing up against gravity. So imagine you're standing up with a rubber band like I did with you yesterday. Yeah. And the farther you pull the rubber band from the floor, the more tension is derived. So our human bodies are like a rubber band standing against gravity. So the highest point of force is the bottom of the feet, and then the highest point of tension is the top of the head. So if I want to reduce the force on the body, I reduce the tension. So I go to the head, reduce tension, and then the body feels lighter and force. So when we did your jaw yesterday... What did you feel?
2: I actually felt e- a bit of elongation through my uh, thoracic spine with a freak ton of uh, pain well, <laughs> in, in my jaw itself. A freak ton of pain <laughs> while we're doing it. While we're doing it. But yeah. afterwards it felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. It was, yeah, there was better. And
1: so what you said you felt elongation. What is elongation? Elongation is a reduc- reduction of tension as I'm standing. So as I reduce the tension, my force automatically reduces. So people always, after every one of their treatments at the garage, they come back and say, I feel lighter. That's the, s- the single comment that every single person makes after every single uh, procedure performed. Sure. And so, you know, and, and reasonably, if I put them on a scale, weigh them before and after, they weigh the same. So how is it? I could feel lighter. What it is is I've reduced the amount of force and tension. Mm. Re- reduced the amount of tension and the forces uh, accompanied.
2: So the only thing that I would I would tag along with that would be that the highest point of tension would be the head, assuming that the body's integrated and stacked and connected. Yeah. The moment that you have all of a sudden a, a, a compensation and a collapse or a torque or a twist, then tension starting now to be held sudden at other points. You go or through this diagonal tension.
1: Here, 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 shoulder, neck, trap, yeah. those things, because th- that's the dysregulation of tension. Right. So when you put the body back into alignment, then tension and force are balanced, and we just move through time and space evenly. And as you were stretching the elastic band away from the floor yesterday, yeah. you could feel that the point that they met, no matter how far you stretched, was right at your waist. So if you're here, you feel your waist. If you're here, if you're holding it at your shoulder, for those of you who are listening to audio, um, then you feel the tension the point the point uh, at your waist. If you stretch it above your head, like a, like an arm press, then you feel the tension still at the waist. Yeah. So <coughs> so the waist itself that's why our hips are a center of gravity in human beings. We're bipeds. And hips are the way that we generate motion the first step we take the hip generates f- uh, force to lift the leg plant the foot and move but then the second step is momentum it's like riding a bike right if you ride a bike um, and you uh, and you go really slow it 's hard to stay up the second you start moving then the body the momentum keeps you keeps you up and moving and the human body is the same way and the hips are our center of gravity mm. And <coughs> normally, in, in most things that are static, like a motorcycle, in the big motorcycles, like a Honda Goldwing or something, they put the gas tank underneath the seat so that the tent, so that center of gravity is lower so that the bike doesn't fall over right And think about the gas tank like a head so <coughs> so they, all we're doing really is we're, we're starting to recognize at the human garage that the, that all, all force and all momentum is generated from the hips. And we run with our hips and we land with our feet, and that k- simple statement changes the way that we think about how we're going to repair the body. Because there's a lot of people that thought it's from the ground up, and there's a lot of people think it's from the top down, and I'm just going to say it's from the hips up and down. And if you want to affect the amount of force on the body, you go up to the highest point of tension. If you want to ma- affect the tension in the body, you go to the highest point of force. Hmm and so when i work on on your calves and your quads and your hamstrings and your and your adductors you feel less tension in your head as an example something else something else
2: that is interesting okay is the uh, so perceiving the body as being uh we have you can think of it as like 640 pockets that are holding our muscles as opposed to it being this like Myopic, I, okay, I basic A B lever stuff. Okay, bicep curl, tricep extension. You know, okay. but actually think it's like no, we're just this beautiful organization of pockets holding and in, in the interesting thing so what that I gathered. What did I you gathered, do there? What did I do? I don't know. Tell you me. You just did a motion that made you look very
1: fluid. Yeah. Right. Think about this. We're seventy-five percent water. We already are fluid. Yeah. We are water moving through time and space, and all these things are organized so that we can do this effectively against gravity and atmospheric pressure. Mm. There's 2,000 pounds of pressure on the human body at sea level, 14.7 pounds per square inch. Average human being, it makes about 2,000 pounds. That means that we have 2,000 pounds of pressure inside pushing out.
2: In total, not in an individual part.
1: Yeah, in total. (coughs) That could confuse. But just generally.
2: In my my mind, I have visualized like (laughs) 2,000 pounds, like, like, out through, like... (laughs) It's the whole thing.
1: Well, not through one point, but that's the whole point of what is a what is a compensation or imbalance. It's a dysregulation of force and tension and pressure. Yeah, that's the third. That's the third imposing factor. Yeah, and so what happens is, is that you have different cavities. You have a cavity in your head. You have a cavity from the body, from the chest, from the diaphragm. Sorry, all the way through to the pelvic floor. So everything from the diaphragm up is a cavity. Pelvic uh, diaphragm to the pelvic floor is a cavity. Yeah and And you have entry points to that we have a mouth, we have nose, we have ears, and we have an anus, and those are the pressure relief valves right. <laughs> literally I mean literally, so when we eat, blood rushes to the greater momentum, the greater momentum is right around your solar plexus and sits on top of your intestines, and that's where we exchange the the food into the blood and, <clears throat> and then so blood pressure runs in there. we have ten primary organs and uh, and uh, three of them are muscles, your heart, your stomach, and your bladder. So the question I always ask every clinician that comes, every doctor that comes through there, it's, it's a fun question, because it's just one of those questions you don't think about. Right. How do the other seven organs work?
2: Pressure, movement.
1: Well, yeah, eventually they'll say circulation. So what is circulation? It's blood pressure. And so that means that the organ is the main driver for that organ's function is pressure. So if pressure is on the inside working, then if we have dysregulated external pressure, then that is where the problem happens. It's like driving with your brakes on. And the only way naturally to relieve pressure from the gut is to squat. Hmm. So I
2: know you squat a lot. I'm a squatter. Squatter. So, <laughs> so we squat. We're going down. Going am, I down. Going, am I going down? I could use a squat. I've been thinking about it for the last yeah, like 10 yes. minutes. We're going so to I don't, serious.
1: I don't like standing or squatting too much. We're actually squatting here.
2: Going deep. Deep in the squat position. Yeah. For you audio listeners, if you want to see us do a deep squat, which I don't know why you would, check out the video. <laughs> wherever it ends up. It'll end up on your channel, my channel. Yeah.
1: So uh, so the idea is squatting. Uh, when we squat, we put the lodiatic curve in the spine. We put the cervical curve back in the spine. We relax our arms, our shoulders, our neck, our TMJ, our, our SCMs. Uh, it forces. You cannot breathe with your chest when you're squatting. Try it. <laughs> you can't it's not that easy. Try and try and breathe right in your chest. You can't. You still can't uh, no, do I it. Diaphragm. Like, come on, I think I got a little <laughs> bit there. No. No, your diaphragm's over <laughs> your chest. So think about that. As we're, the it. diaphragm is like a big, va- is like a big suction cup. And what it's doing is it's going as we breathe, it's going down. And what that down motion is, sixty percent of our lymph nodes are right here. Yeah. And if you if you press down, what you're doing is you're actually pumping your 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 whole digestive system, all of your organs are moving, everything's being pumped through, and our lymphatic system is moving when we squat. Mm. So when we don't squat, guess what happens? Back up. Exactly. Yeah. And so, for the most part, most people in America are just living with a backup, and their body's compensating around it. It does whatever it can. So we get uh, bloating, diarrhea, or constipation. Either one of those, because a backup, a pressure, can make the alial synchro valve open or close. And so, people, uh, one of the biggest things that people come in so the th- to the humongrash for, it's uh, back pain, neck pain, bloating, autoimmune disease, and uh, <clears throat> those are the those are the primary ones, right? So what we found is, is that there's a lot of mechanical stuff that has to be resolved in order for things like autoimmune disease to be resolved. Autoimmune disease has been on the climb for the last 20 to 30 years. It was virtually non-existent um, 30 years ago. And then all of a sudden, even fo- uh, four years ago, five years ago, four years ago, we started testing. Autoimmune disease very rarely showed up. Today, it's one and two. So half the people that come into the human garage have some symptoms of autoimmune and are being diagnosed as autoimmune or are on the verge of autoimmune disease. Mm. And just four years ago, it was roughly around 20%. Mm. So something's changed and, and it's changed out there and it's an epidemic and we're, it's silent because people aren't dying yet, right? but they're not feeling well. We, arguably, have more access to healthcare providers, chiropractors, physical therapists, nutritionists. We have more online information, more things to read about the body, diet, more diets and everything. And we people are getting sicker. Um, Now, I I can't say this by fact, but arguably, I think we have one of the largest tested base of non-sick people in the country, maybe the world. We test people who aren't yet going to a doctor. We test everybody as they come to the garage because our work changes the body so fast that if they're not, if their bodies aren't able to adapt to the work, or in other words, repair itself after the work, then we can cause more of a problem. So that's why we have a mandatory test when people come in and we start the work. Yeah. And what's interesting is is that these people weren't going to a doctor saying, I'm testing. They were these people were actually um, coming in because they wanted posture alignment. They had a shoulder problem, something like this. And what we started, so this base of, of information is, is different than you would see in most clinici- clinical bases because people aren't yet sick. And now we can see what do they look like before they get sick. And then we can see this increase of uh, basically two and a half times increase in four years of people coming in with autoimmune symptoms. And, and we have people coming from, you know, Japan, Australia, from UK, all through Canada, all through the United States. Is we have people coming into the garage from all over the place, and this inf- this type of behavior in the body is not unique to North America; it's all over the world.
2: So something that I find really fascinating with people, um, clients, individuals, whatever, is uh, as we create physical structural changes in the body for that. The, the big question is like, okay, what's my homework? You know, how do I how right. do I maintain this? And right. the thing that I find kind of interesting, and this kind of isn't like very interesting about this, is. I believe there's there's almost like this mold that we live in. You can call it an a, a emotional mold or a spiritual mold or an environmental mold. you know. And, and, and until we start to change that belief system around ourselves, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden the, the structure isn't able to really keep up. I know that sounds completely wacky. No, to that's people. not
1: wacky at all. But, but let's say that we don't have different molds. They're all one. Because our emotions, our beliefs, our physical actions, um, our daily routines, they're all part, I mean, my daily routine is based upon my beliefs, my emotions, I mean, they all contribute. And the thing is, is that in medicine in this world, we're so eager to to point down to one thing. Like in, in medicine, we're, we're taught generally to diagnose. <coughs> Not generally, we're taught to diagnose. And yeah. in, in medicine, I, uh, if I don't diagnose, I'm literally a failure. <laughs> And so, so it's 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 beating to you. diagnose, 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 and they want everything to be one thing, but how is that possible? Yeah, we have f- we have all these different systems in the body. Think about us as a machine. If we're just a machine, it would be very simple. It's like, oh yeah, that system there, the electrical system needs to fire for the uh, for the uh, engine to run. If the engine isn't running, then we're not pumping the fuel into our into the uh, radiator, and. And you start saying, and so what, oh it's the radiator's fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the radiator's fault, but why is it the radiator's fault? And this is a really simple concept when we think about machines, but yeah. when we get to the human body, we have done something, and I don't know what it is, but we just, we, we're not, we're not uh, willing to accept that we fall under the same laws and nature of everything else in, in the world. Yeah. Gravity and atmospheric pressure um, are the two biggest imposing factors on, on anything on the planet Earth, and we are affected by it greatly. So why are we not dealing with it?
2: Yeah. So is there, when you experienced great pain in your body for how many years? A lot of years? 20. 20 years. Yeah.
1: Uh, I've been out of pain. Sorry. I've been able to manage my pain in and out of that pain, but basically managing it since uh, 2011 when I, uh, when we started the Rubenstein centers, cause that was actually the therapy that got me out of pain. Yeah. But it wasn't, uh, but I was in great deal of discomfort constantly. And the discomfort, I used to, they used to call me twitch because I would never sit still. Mm-hmm. I would always stretching, always moving. I could never sit in one place or do anything. Yep. And uh, what happened was is that uh, as my body started to become more aligned or less tension in the body, less things going wrong, then what, what happened naturally was I just didn't need to stretch as much. I didn't move as much. And today, it was, it was funny. I told you yesterday I haven't stretched in maybe like four or five months. Sure, I haven't rolled out at all. And I used to have to stretch and roll out every single day. And I, I attribute it to squatting um, because if you're balanced, squatting is a perfect balance for the hips. It balances all the muscles. And when you walk uh, after squatting, eventually the balance from the hips, because that's their center of gravity and, our, and, our, and the center of motion, the, the balance transfers to the limbs. Eventually, and that's why squatting is so valuable.
2: Before we were kind of poo pooing on a lot of people's yoga practice in the sense that they're going through hypermobility <laughs> and that they're, they're practicing.
1: I gotta stand now. Okay, they're going through, they're,
2: they're practicing. We're back up! We're back up. That's oh, a valuable little thing. Make sure thing. the mix Yeah, are we still check, on? Are check. we still recording? So um, so we were kind of, kind of like jokingly, jokingly serious poo pooing on certain aspects of certain yoga practices. Yoga in itself means union, yoke, all that stuff. If you're doing that, that's yeah. great. Um, is I, there it's not the yoga practice? Let's just, and I don't want to beat up on yogis. Cause I mean, um,
1: it's not the practice of anything. It's about, it's about our obsessive desire as Americans or as human beings to have a one size fits all.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I want this one thing to work for everybody. And it's just not that way. Yoga was a balanced practice for a balanced person from birth to stay balanced to their life. But if we start yoga and we're 20, we're 21, 22, or whatever, and all of a sudden we're imbalanced and tight, and that's probably why we started it in the first place. Because there's something like we don't something's not right. The body's, the brain and the body saying, I, I don't like this." So we start to do this practice, and initially we feel good because now we are loose. But if we're unbalanced and tight, and we do a balanced practice, we become unbalanced and loose, and then that's where we start having problems. So we deal with a lot of people that have been doing yoga for 10 15 years and there's again there's nothing about yoga it's about understanding what your body needs out of yoga and yeah. doing exactly that. And there's no problem with even if you think about even the work we do you saw our work yesterday it's not there's no protocol <laughs> that we work off of. Yeah. We look at the human body how it moves and give it exactly what it needs. Yeah. And so we decided made a decision not to train protocol and we found a way to teach our motion mechanics and our progression specialists, which are practitioners, we found a way to teach them how to, be, how to see the body and give it what it needs rather than teach them a formula that only works for a percentage of the population.
2: So what I was going to say in relation to the yoga okay. stuff is the deep squat, you could call that a malasana in yoga. And so it it's comes into the same conversation that it's about the, the mechanics and the function of the squat. So it's not enough to just say, okay, you need to squat because of pressure regulation reasons. It's also figuring out how can we balance the foot in relation to the knee and the pelvis and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Is there some type of mechanics of squat that we could talk about? Maybe like butt winking is an interesting question <laughs> that people have. You know, is there some way to get well, in? like l- what the hell is a good how squat? How about we just do this? how about we just squat okay
1: yeah if we just squat we don't <laughs> right. have to worry about it we just and people the biggest challenge we have today is people in america north americans have tough tough time squatting so we're actually in the process of working with a with a with an engineer to design a squat trainer mm. um and we'll have that out later this year which is just a device that helps you learn how to get your body into a squat because the first time you squat if you haven't done it massive pain in the knees and the shins and the calves. Yeah. But the, f- the points of tension when you squat that you feel like usually the shins up here, uh, you'll feel it in the, in the knees, um, you feel it in the hamstrings. Those points where you feel the tension, that's your brain now saying, uh, notified to your brain, I'm tight, yeah. and your brain now tries to work on it. And so that the brain starts to adapt, like our therapy. One of the things that, you know, you asked uh, yesterday, what's the difference between body worker and alignment worker? Yeah. A body worker is telling somebody who's telling your body what to do. They're actually trying to exert their force and will over your body. This body's pretty intelligent. Uh, I mean, our all bodies are pretty intelligent. So telling it what to do isn't a really good strategy. It'd be like a kindergartner telling a PhD how to do math. Right. it's just not, not a good idea so, the, uh, so what we do is we present the body loves to solve problems the brain's job literally is to identify problems and solve them and to make things normal so if we present a problem to the body like I hold that muscle like I'm doing there I'm holding your bicep there like we were yesterday and what we do is we wait for the nervous system to respond because your body has, your brain has a, s- a set of rules when it comes to movement the first one is at all cost I'm going to make sure that you can stand up At all costs, I'm going to make sure you can walk. At all costs, I'm going to protect your head. Those are three rules of of motion that the brain, it's filters that they use. So when someone falls down and they jump up, we think that they're embarrassed. I mean, I feel embarrassed when I fall down. But horses do it, dogs do it, cats do it, and they jump up right away. We're not jumping up because we're embarrassed. We're jumping up because the brain is trying to assess, are we okay? And if I can't get up, then there's a whole series of other things that the brain has to do, decisions it has to make in order for this organism, which is my whole body and my brain, to live in this world. And then it starts making other s- decisions, sometimes survival if I can't get up. Yeah. So the idea is, if you think about these rules, they're like filters. So my brain is always thinking, even when I'm laying down, so when we were laying down and we were working on your body, you could feel uh, at one part of your body, you could feel the tension adjusting in another part of your body. Uh, without you being standing. And the reason why is because even when we lay down, the body holds those tension patterns because it knows we have to stand up.
2: Yeah. How about the uh, biochemical aspect of, of the body? Huge. And its effect on physical structure. So we're talking, having a me- very mechanical m- conversation.
1: Massive, massive. So, so where we've gone to is this, is that you know organs, uh, we know that they have meridian lines. It's been proven by science. Um, I, do you know how the guy proved it? He took all the radioisotopes and then yeah. he puts, lights himself up on an MRI.
2: I do that all the time.
1: And, <laughs> and then, then you see Welcome
2: all, the, to you to see all the, the
1: meridian lines, all the functional meridian lines, right? Yeah. I mean, thank you for that guy. He's probably going to die of cancer in the next year or two. But, um, but thank you As very much. But for if his meridian talking. channels
2: are open. They, likely not. They are.
1: They are. And so, so what happens is is that we started realizing that like uh, the Meridian Lines and we we knew years ago that we're affecting something in the Meridians because we would do the work and people's face would change. Uh, their attitudes would change more energy. So we work on the hips and all of a sudden they're like, I have energy, I clear head. Yeah. So we knew something more was happening and again, we were doing the work without understanding what it was. We were producing a benefit, people were benefiting and then three, four years later now we're starting to understand exactly what it was that we've been doing. What we were doing is actually, if you think about it, meridian lines are, are like electrical wires. And you think about your battery uh, your battery packs as your muscles. So when you flex a muscle, you're creating energy. We know that. We can measure it. It's a scientific fact. Mm. So um, a meridian line is like a line from the lung meridian starts at the pec minor or right below the clavicle. And it goes all the way down the bicep, through the forearm, all the way down to the thumb. And that line of force there, uh, that meridian line, if it is blocked, if my shoulders rolled in, if my chest or I'm over, leaning over, I'm blocking the flow of, of, of energy or power back to the muscle. Yeah. So yesterday what we did is we activated your lung meridian, and then I asked you to breathe, and you could feel it and right in the lower part of your stomach or lower uh, ribcage on the right side. Yeah what we're doing is like when we mechanically, when our lungs aren't, when our meridians are blocked, we start using other muscles to breathe. So we start expanding our chest without actually using the, the actual muscle itself or the meridian or the organ, the, the chance to power for it to expand and, and so they, we breathe with the top one quarter of our lungs, and the bottom three quarters never get used. Mm. Um, and then we activate your meridian, you can feel the b- air flowing into the bottom part of the lungs. That's more oxygeni- or oxygenization. So the other part about that is, though, is is that if the organ has problem, then the musk, then the line that that meridian follows often cramped and you can see it in somebody's gait. So like if they're um, having indecision, their gallbladder, well gallbladder meridian, um let's touch right here, it's up on the, around the, the eye and it goes all the way down here around the around the back of the shoulder. It runs all the way back through here up into here right to the gallbladder and then goes all the way back down here and it terminates right down there.
2: It's okay that you're touching me like this cuz you bought me a drink before.
1: <laughs> yeah, I yeah, got your Jaeger.
2: I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> It's very, it's very
1: yeah, great. Okay. So so, so <laughs> when that meridian lines tight, your gallbladder, and you're having a decision, you find yourself leaning to the right, especially and to the back, and your body has to compensate again. So so we realized that 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 we could actually affect the function of an organ, which is which we now have done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, and measured by both blood and other tests to say, uh, like I I can detox or decompress a liver. And the meridian lines associated with it and it changes the way that they walk and the way that they feel, but it's not only that, it's measurable by science. Mm. We can do a blood test before and one after and we have different results. And in the world of uh, m- m- general medicine, we've never thought that that was possible. We can do something to the body physically and change the internal function of an organ. And so it works both ways. If our organs aren't working right, our mechanics are are faulty. And if our mechanics, our body is mechanically problem, has problems, then it affects our organs power or function.
2: Something else. Mm-hmm. That people potentially, so we're talking about meridians and yeah. obviously we're, we're, you know, you're backing this with, with scientific evidence and people eating nuclear, you know, <laughs> reactive, whatever. But chakras is another thing that people are just like, Oh, like, I, don't know, I don't know about all that stuff. You know, but when you look at chakras from a mechanical perspective, it's, it's concentration <clears throat> of nerve ganglia and blood vessels. And sure. it's like the bottlenecks. Yeah. Is that something that people for people listening they can start thinking about their own bottlenecks or is there some way to, without going to fly into Los Angeles and sure. working with this sure you know? the,
1: f- the first thing is a, is a conscious awareness of something so when we we ignore something, it gets worse and uh, so there's um, uh, in the Chinese medicine tradition they talk about uh, shining or smiling to your organs right mm. um, So what my practice is and I walk by your house every day twice a day. <laughs> Um, my practice is is that I while I'm walking, I talk to all my organs. Are you okay? Mm. Liver, are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, was it the two bottles of wine we had yesterday? Yeah, that was it. Okay, okay. I recognize you. And, and just actually acknowledging these things. And it, this may sound a little bit weird, but I, that's my meditative practice is I, I acknowledge everything in my body, all my organs, all, all the function. Mm. And what's interesting is I can feel a change in my, my gait. And not only can feel it, uh, when we do the work on people, we can see the change in the gait or the way that they walk based upon the way that we deal with their organs. So we started off fixing bodies. And then we realized that fixing bodies, we had to fix chemistry. And then as we started to work on chemistry, we started seeing the correlation between lab reports, subclinical lab reports, and muscle function. Yeah. And then we started seeing that with emotional, uh, the way people are emotionally. So we're at the point now that with our, we use, uh, we, ha- we have um, MDs and DCs and everybody on staff, so we can do any any kind of testing that that's done, any microbiome testing, any blood test, anything you can do with any, any doctor functional or integrated of doctor we can do. But in addition to that, we have a gateway test which we were initially using to make sure that people could withstand our treatment so that their bodies could recover from it. That test alone was a very good uh, su- subclinical test it's a very good test to understand what's ha- how hard the body's working or all the organs are working to make up what what we see at the final end result yeah. and What it came down to was really really simple is that we started noticing that uh, that if your liver was way over to the right of the chart, uh, people were really agitated like angry if it's over way over to the left of the chart they're just like annoyed constantly. And then people who are, like, crying and sad and, like, emotional, their their kidneys would be way over to the right of the chart. And if they're over to the left, they're, like, depressed. And then the adrenals... And if they're way over to the right, their phone's ringing, they're, they're jumping, and they're, they're, they're frantic about everything. Everything's a big deal. And then if it's over to the left, the, uh, it's like this waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. And so we started to notice that the that their emotions were tied to this lab test, and now their mechanics were tied to those lab test, and their organ function obviously was tied to this lab test. So we're we're about um, under a year from doing this in a computer-generated format. So we know where the meridian lines are in the body; they're all of the body, and we're able to see visually right now if someone's liver is not working properly. You can see it in the gate. Um, extrapolating that data. We're you know, less than a year away from being, we'll have a computer simulation, which will look at their lab work and then model the way that the body moves based on that lab work. And then the only thing we have to put on, because we can do that function right now, but we have to put on what does a shoulder injury or labrum tear, what does that do to the function of the body? And we have to map that over top of it because lots of people have injuries. Why do you
2: care about all this so much?
1: <clears throat> uh, good question. Um, I guess it's kind of like a dog with a bone. (laughs) Once I got a bone, I'm not going to let it go. Mm. And, uh, you know, Ben, it came out when I was talking to Ben uh, Greenfield on the podcast. Ben's birthday is the same as mine, Mm. December 20th. And the funny part was (coughs) it's um, exactly 13 years apart, uh, which means that uh, that was the age uh, difference between my brother and my brother was like my father. He raised me. And the age difference was 13 years. And when Ben said that to me, it triggered something to me. And I realized that uh, I I never put the two and two together. But four years ago, um, this uh, last Thanksgiving, my brother committed suicide. He did that over back pain. Yeah. And he'd been in back pain for 35 years and then medicated through the system and then uh, then SSRIs or mood, sti- mood stabilizers and finally got to the point where he just uh, felt like he didn't have the ability to live the rest of his life. And he had millions of dollars of assets, but his mind says, I can't work anymore, I can't generate money, I don't have the ability to live the rest of my life and I want to get out of it. Hmm. And um, I was thinking, you know, that at that point – that's what really affected me, and that what happened right before we started the, uh, the, uh, uh, the human garage, or started the process. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's made me so m- maniacal about this, or like driven about it, um, because it doesn't make sense to me that for uh, the little amount of money that we, actually, that we actually take home, it doesn't make sense for me to work you know, 15 hours a day and do this every day for years after year after year. But what's happening now is that is that the the thought process is there. We, we, we built some efficacy. We now treat, you know, professional athletes, uh, Olympic runners. We work with professional teams, a whole bunch of them. We have people come from all over the world. So now what's happening is the business is starting to make sense. Because for the first four years, I remember we sat right here at this counter and I tried to run our financial model based upon uh, the treatment we were doing and the little, the, the, the little amount of treatment we have to do. Yeah. And it said, really, the model doesn't work. There's no way to make money doing this. And so one of the decisions happened. We said, I, at the time, I said, look, it, I don't know how we're going to make money doing this, but it's helping people, so let's just do it.
2: Yeah. Uh, in relation to uh, your brother, was there um, probably a sensation of, like, I can help and you weren't able to help? Was there any it type was, of like that, that was, was, doing was carried it for, with it? I, my brother was halfway through the process. Yeah. I was fixing my own issue.
1: Yeah. And then when I found the fix, and my brother, it was already too late for my brother. He just, he, you know, my, my mom, my sister, everybody's trying to get him to come and do work. But his mind, he's been 35 years like this. There's just no way it was going to get better. Mm. And, <laughs> and the other part, too, is <laughs> I didn't go to school for 15 years. I wasn't a world-leading expert in this. And uh, right. he wasn't going to listen to me because I wasn't a doctor. Right. Yeah, so, you know, and, and the ironic thing is, now we have hundreds of doctors from all over the world coming to learn our therapy and what we do, and uh, and the funny part about that is, is I'm not a doctor.
2: Yeah. yeah. So you said the fix. What does that mean? Uh,
1: well, let's just call the fix is what people are looking for. They're looking for to function without without being in pain. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, even even to be functional and with discomforts is, is better. But once you cross that, that, that threshold where discomfort becomes pain, uh, it's hard to move away from that.
2: Do you have any uh, working definition of what pain is? wanted to take a quick break and thank our sponsor Organifi for supporting the show. Organifi is a rad company. I utilize their superfood blends on a daily basis. Um, holding in my hands the green juice right now filled with all the green powders your little heart could desire from uh, wheatgrass to spirulina to chlorella to matcha. Really excellent stuff. Highly recommend checking them out. They also do protein blends that are vegan as far as I can see. So the protein they're using in here is pea protein, quinoa protein, and pumpkin seed protein. Everything's organic, everything's delicious. I highly recommend checking them out. So go Organifi, com, and utilize the Align code for 20% off. Organifi.com, Align code, A L I G N, 20% off. Get that stuff. Thank you guys so much for tuning in back to this show.
1: Yeah. Pain is the resistance to what is. So pain is the way that the body notifies us that there's something wrong. We don't experience pain in the brain. I mean, there's a lot of science behind this. And, and, and again, it's split because if you think the brain's in charge, you're going to say the brain experiences and does everything. Yeah. The body's not a meat suit.
2: No, I I have a lot of trigger around that word right. in podcast <laughs> land. It's like the meat suit, the meat suit. I don't know who's popularizing this, but Fucking stop it. Yeah. I, I, it was uh,
1: Lady Gaga. Oh, is that who it yeah, was? Yeah. And, and, and ironically, she's the one that's in pain with her back pain that way.
2: Interesting. I don't know about her back pain.
1: Yeah. She did documentary about it. Really? Yeah. Lady Big, Gaga show yeah.
2: notes. Lady Gaga do- back pain documentary. Hey, she
1: knows lots of people that have been to the garage.
2: That's good. <laughs> Lady Gaga.
1: So, so the, the you know I had a I had a young girl in today just before I came over here. She's been uh, minor scoliosis. It's all functional. In other words, functional scoliosis for us. Uh, we have like thirty-two degree scoliotics that are at zero degrees now after uh, only eighteen months. Mm. Uh, functional scoliosis is really in my mind. It's just it's just the the, w- the body maladapting to the environment. Yeah. And. In the course of um, in the course of forty five minutes, um, she stood up straight. She's I mean this was this is the case. This is one of the ones that you're gonna put. We're gonna we're gonna definitely put on online because uh, in forty five minutes she's got more relief both both in herself, her description, her emotions, and the physical. You can see it than she has in ten years of physical therapy, chiropractic, and stuff like that. And it's not that physical therapy and chiropractic are wrong. All of these modalities are actually right at the right time, in the right proportion. And what happens is right now is that uh, we're, as human beings, we're, we have to figure out our own healthcare. We go to our doctor, he says one thing. We go to our dentist, one thing. We go to our chiropractor, he says one thing. Physical therapist says another thing. Nutritionist says, and they all conflict. And so we're left to try and pick the pieces that make sense for us, we think. Yeah. But without the knowledge or the study that you and I have or people that around us have about the human body and how it interacts and without the testing, how are we supposed to pick the right thing? Yeah. So what we've done is we've, we've disabled America by confusing them with different opinions, and they're left to make that one decision, and that one decision usually isn't right. I mean, you're not gonna, if you're going to ask me about painting or building a house, I mean, I know paint. I've used a hammer and nail, but I'm probably going to make the wrong decisions if, I even, if I'm even the contractor on my house, never mind if I'm the guy building it. And so we're, we're asking people to go build a house, their body, to take care of it, to do a renovation on their body without having the intellectual uh, property or the knowledge behind what it is that they need to do. And it's just not fair. And so if we were to redesign, let's say, medicine, I think an MD should be the most educated person. I think, uh, we, but the specialists are. So the MD is the one that's stick-handling, has to figure out how the neurologist and the oncologist and the osteopath and all these things fit together and the chiropractor when to use them. And and then medicine doesn't like chiropractors, and chiropractors don't like medicine. So what we've found generally is about one-third of every modality is true, and two-thirds of it is just a lot of stuff we make up. And if we are able to direct people into which they need at what time, then all of a sudden we start to get some semblance of 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 completion for the person, so they because what we end up doing is we trade one problem for another. We go to a chiropractor, he does the work on us, and we feel okay, good. Then we go to a massage therapist, he says we got this other problem, does some work on us, and we feel good again for a minute. And each one makes us feel good for a minute, and then progressively, my situation was like a lot of people, as we get older into our, you know forties, fifties, and sixties, all of a sudden I I traded off these moments of feeling good for a greater moment of problems later on.
2: Mm. The so you said pain is a resistance to what is, is yeah that what, right? yeah so uh, so well. it's like we're just flat out resistance so
1: it's a notification saying something's not right.
2: So my question is is we don't have pain in the brain right. And so my question is, resistance to what is, that sounds like that stems into my socioeconomic role. That sounds like sure. that stems into my identity in the world. And
1: so, so the emotional pain, physical pain, environmental ca- pain, chemical pain, it's all yeah. the same. Yeah. The body has the same reaction to every form of trauma. Tighten and wind. So it tightens, winds Mm -hmm. with every form of trauma. So if we can't differentiate, the body can't differentiate the types of trauma coming into it, then how is it going to differentiate the type of trauma coming out? And then more importantly, it's like if if every type of trauma has the same outcome as I feel pain, like if somebody dies uh, and my family or someone's close to me has a problem, I actually feel the pain. But there's nothing physically happening to my body. So then, if, then if, I, if I go and I cut you right here, you feel pain. It feels the
2: same to your brain. And the fascinating thing is everybody else in the room feels that as well.
1: That's right. That's, that's what it is, oh. and that's what we're all connected, to. Right? <laughs> you know. that's, co- that's a whole other conversation because, you know, we're, we're going with, uh, with how we interconnect with people. So you know at the garage you saw us yesterday, uh, yesterday we're, we're tuning in. So you see us kind of whispering. It looks like we're chanting almost sometimes. But uh, I have to explain it to people. The first time there, I said, I'm not chanting. What I'm doing is I'm talking to your body. And there's a lot of energy. And to do this and still have a conversation with somebody takes a little practice. But um, applied kinesiology, uh, muscle testing, we're not testing muscles. We're just asking that person's nervous system what it wants or what it needs. And invariably, it knows. We just don't know how to decode the signal anymore. We've lost the ability. And part of the reason why we've lost the ability to decode what the body's asking for chemical intrusion and chemical intrusion is really what's messed up this brain it's like you know like my body says I need calcium so so calcium good sources of calcium yeah um, so I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna use some bad ones for an example okay sure. so my brain says cheese calcium and then I look over and I guess Cheetos oh calcium right and I grab <coughs> the Cheetos I eat them and then the chemicals associate I it messes with the wiring in my brain and my brain starts thinking that calcium means Cheetos and that's part of the issue is that we have this chemical intrusion that we've had over the last, uh, I guess, six, seven decades now. We've had this chemical intrusion in more and more into our lives, into our food supply and stuff like this without understanding the ramifications of what that is. And and quite honestly, we've got the chemical companies and the pharmaceutical companies, uh, Dow Chemical, we've got Monsanto, we've got everybody else in the, And what they're doing is they're they're f- they're fueling and 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 facilitating the argument between vegans and paleo and and integrative medicine, natural medicine and chiropractors. They're fueling these arguments. And we're so busy fighting each other, all we have to do is get together and fight the real problem, which is chemical intrusion into our body. And we're not doing it. And that's the problem is like we're in LA and it's supposed to be the health place in the world. And yeah. And we go to restaurants, and there's no organic, they'll say organic food, and you get there. You said organic. Wow, we have organic coffee. Right. Or uh, you go to a really good restaurant. I'm not going to name the ones that I've been to recently um, because we're also giving them the chance to correct it. We, know we have a pretty good media presence, and we're out there, and our we call them garagers or all these celebrities and uh, normal people and athletes are going out there and we're empowering them with tools to start communicating and telling us who's doing the right thing. So you go into a nice, healthy restaurant, and they serve you non-organic wine. How how does that make sense? There's 30 bundles of grapes in a bottle of wine, and there's more pesticides in that bottle of wine than a whole two months' worth of eating vegetables that are non-organic. And we consume that, and we're like, we're thinking we're healthy, and we're taught that we're healthy, but we're not looking at, the, at what's really causing the problem. And part of the, the mechanical problems in the body is also through chemical confusion. So if your kidneys have to do a lot of work, your kidney meridian goes from uh, right from the top here all the way down the back to the leg. So if my kidneys are strained, guess what happens? So if they're processing too much, my kidney meridian pulls this way. Hmm. So what do I do to compensate? I go forward, and I pull my neck forward. What do you think everybody's walking around with these with these rubber chicken necks forward right now? It's not only sitting on computer sitting we blame sitting on cars and and computers and all that. That's only part of the story, hmm. but it's also how our body reacts to the environment and and it has all this chemical intrusion. And it's doing its best it can to fight it. And I really think that's that, that's what we should stand up and fight against. Uh, we should stop pointing the fingers at each other and all these different modalities. I mean. Chiropractic alone, there's three hundred registered modalities, and they can't stop fighting abo- amongst each other. And you got MDS, and they, they even fight amongst themselves. And then you got nutritionists, and they fight amongst themselves. Yeah. And there's different schools of thought. And why don't we all come together and then stop the one thing that we all can agree is bad for us?
2: Chemicals. Yeah, I. Speaking of chemicals. So I uh, oh yeah oh should we hit the chemicals yes all right here we go round whatever we're gonna go do get so into uh, this what is this so
1: my wife who who is who is the unofficial <laughs> best salesperson in the world for this product called Sprig Soda Sprig so Sprig it's is a day. is THC now now I'm I'm gonna say right off the bat I do not endorse the sugar because oh there is sugar and some of the other things that they use but it's Perfect. not that bad but what this is literally. You got the close-up of that
2: picture there. Yeah, I got to zoom in.
1: This is literally the development of the therapy of the human garage.
2: Mm. Oh, diving into the THC. And yeah, into yeah kind I mean, we use it all the time, so let's uh, get a glass out here. We got to get a glass. I was going to ask for water, but why not some so sugary THC beverage? I'm going to walk underneath
1: <laughs> this foot or <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk
2: under. They got I'm a, they got a non-sugared version <laughs> too, which is, uh, so what is. So what do we got? Can I read the ingredients here? Is I no, I, read I don't read the things? ingredients. Don't read the <laughs> ingredients.
1: <laughs> Let's just, let's just, let's just, say let's wha- just enjoy it. So what, what <laughs> this Christ is, sake. let's just say what, uh, what it is that we want is, uh, the reason why I use this, how, how's your THC, uh, tolerance?
2: Um, I honestly, I, people think I'm a stoner. I don't really smoke all that much. Um, okay. it's, I'm, I'm low, I would say.
1: Okay. Low. Okay. I'm so
2: sensitive to these things. So I'm like a butterfly. Is,
1: okay. Hold on. The best way for me to do it is this. See, I guess the new regulations is we gotta have be able to.
2: to gotta get the regulations. Yeah. So very, there very we go. Very important.
1: Okay, we got this halfway. So this would be 22 milligrams. So I want you to take half of that. Okay. Um, because uh, the
2: rest of it would be too much. Salute for the good sex. Salute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. are getting in, Spriggs. So is this? Uh, well, I gotta finish. Oh, sorry. Burping means good. We're in there. I'm dropping in. We got the Jaeger, we got the THC. So by the way, the Jaeger was it you weren't drunk, you just felt a little warm. Felt fantastic. Loose. I think I need to go buy a bottle of air. Oh, is there a recommendation on for folks like myself that are kind of like Yeah, there is a recommendation. Here's the recommendation. Jaeger big bottle why Jaeger why Jaeger over over say a tequila or a uh, vodka or you a know
1: a- I found uh, I'm a walking pesticide and herbicide meter if I have any pesticides or herbicides pesticides take me out for 24 hours herbicides three days hmm. um, <coughs> both physical and mental case uh, situations with it so if I was to um, uh, the reason why I say jaeger and and some of the tequilas and some of the vodkas and or tequilas and stuff like that are okay, but some of them are made from GMO products and you 're not going to get away it is, is it gmo's gmo i don 't care if you distill it or not yep. and and some of them um, some of them have like you can actually taste it like um, we 're sensitive now like to the point where the first sip of something I can tell you if it 's off so we uh, my son and uh, Jordan and I were. Went out and had, we had the scotch and thought oh, scotch should be okay and took a sip. As soon as I sipped it, I looked at him. He looked at me. And he was like, "Okay, let's leave the tip. Let's go and uh, and we'll go somewhere else." But basically, what we want is we want to we want alcohol, a high volume alcohol, like forty percent. Hmm. And Jaeger, if you ever look at the ingredients, Jaeger is a botanical man. Um, well, the Surgeon General warning on there
2: just says liver failure. How's your eyes? Can you read My eyes are good. Uh, according to the Surgeon General, no, I don't know what, uh, what should we, what we should we go up here? I'll read the whole thing. Your hands hold our Jägermeister, crafted from a secret, and closely guarded German recipe of 56 hand selected botanicals. The Very botanicals well. undergo a gentle maceration, whatever that is, show notes, process to extract the precious essence, which is refined and harmonized in oak barrels. Our master distiller completes the ritual blending process to ensure the complex, balanced flavor of our herbal liquor, Jägermeister. So this what? podcast brought to you buy Jaeger <laughs>
1: <laughs> So most of the, so the reason why we've used Jaeger is it, it's botanical and also gin has a really good, uh, really a good effect. The other ones just don't seem to have as much. They seem to agitate the system a bit more and uh, European products tend to be better because the soil is better. Mm. Even organic here, I mean, the problem with uh, USDA organic is that you could drive a truck through the certification of the process. It's, uh, you can even you know say something's organic I, if you are a winemaker or a coffee grower and your crops are in jeopardy you can actually uh, you can still use a certain amount of pesticides on them and you can claim organic still and so that along with these with generalized soil intrusion in you know California um, or in America generally is that we've we've had our soil beat up and um, there's a there's a movement of people that are actually looking to uh, to bring awareness to this, and so we always say organic, but how about we just say pesticide or chemical free? Mm. It's a better word because when I go to a restaurant and say you know what do you have is organic, they'll tell me all the organic stuff. Then when I say I'm allergic to pesticides and herbicides, tell me what I can eat. The story changes every single time, um, and it's the either their lack of awareness of what really is or isn't. Uh, or it just really isn't, because usually a waiter will go back to the manager. manager will come out, and he'll say, you're allergic to pesticides herbicides? Yes. And uh, I said, so I'm just interested. What are the things that you can guarantee on this menu do not have that? And if you ask the question in that way, you're going to start t- seeing the answer of these healthy places that we think we're going to that aren't so healthy. Yeah. And just look, Human Garage, we will be in, in our media and our blog and through our partners, we're going to start pointing – To places that are doing the right thing, and we're also going to start pointing to places that aren't. So if you're one of the places that are saying you're organic and you're not, and you're in LA for certainly. <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have some media watch
2: attention out. watch out um so the last thing because we got to wrap up probably probably like five minutes ago but um as we were saying we're talking about pain and do you have to leave here right now didn't you no, till like five? no i'm good all right good, good all right yeah um but so we can cut we can cut out what we need i mean there's a couple of things
1: we should talk about still before we go
2: okay well so the the thing that was popping up to my mind that this is this is a little bit meta out there uh we talked about almost said the word mirror neurons, but didn't actually say it. But when we, when we are perceiving someone's pain, we, pr- we feel that in our bodies. We're attuning to each other. Well,
1: that's what we were doing while on the table. Sure. We were, we were looking at mirror neurons, whatever you we gonna call it. We just call it, I don't want to deal with the science. I don't want to deal with what people think it is. Yeah. We tune into your body and do exactly what your body says. And that way, by doing that, we always do the right
2: thing. So my question in relation to that is, so we're always perceiving each other in a room um, you could also, I believe, and there's like studies about telomeres, and they measure them of various different people, and it's all kind of similar in a community. Yeah. And so it's almost like we're all in this soup together. And so if you're experiencing pain in your body, I wonder if there could be some correlation to you're experiencing the collective cultural well, consciousness. Sure. Pain.
1: Well, well, let's let's just talk about frequency. <laughs> the THC is kicking in. <laughs> Let's, let's, it's not, it's not kicking in yet, but let's, let's, well, <laughs> it's well, from previous weeks. let's talk about, let's talk about frequency. Let's say we all live on frequency and we're going to talk about a, a special frequency card that we have coming up here. Yeah. We all live on frequencies, right? And there's a frequency we exist in. So if you want to see frequency and you're a healthy person, uh, go sit at McDonald's for an hour and watch everybody comes in there. Yeah. It's a micro community. That's right. And uh, so go to uh, places that are healthy, uh, where people eat organic, and go watch them. Or go to Air One. And watch the people that come in here. And just if you did a video collage of everybody that came into Air One and everybody came into McDonald's, you're going to see some differences and you're going to see some similarities. Yeah. And so uh, let's just say that we, you know, uh, birds of feather flock together. We find people that, are, that resonate with us in some, to some degree. Yeah. We think it's because of attitude and personality. But what it r- we're really doing is feeling because sometimes people should meet and should match. But all of a sudden, there's friction when they get together.
2: Yeah. Um, and that friction. I think we had that when we met. Did we? A little bit. I feel like we both had. Well, I, I feel like maybe it was just called just my ego. I, I think. I'll, I'll claim my ego. But I felt like there was a certain degree of like, um, I don't know, kind of just like, like I feel like the second time around, I'm like, oh, I love Gary. <laughs> the first time around, there was like, there was almost a sensation of like, okay, we're both kind of on our own. It's kind of like, it's
1: it's own kinda own like regurgitating food. It's always better on the second time. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, 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 so let's so, like so, so when you came into the garage, okay, let's, let's talk about that. Okay. I mean, cause that's, that's a pretty, that's people come in that are body workers or <laughs> chiropractors or whatever. And initially, because they know what they know and they've gone when they've done what they've done, they come in and, and, and you're, you're really good at what you do. You know, the body you've studied, you've been around you a body worker, you do rolfing, you understand movement, you're a movement expert. You've been talked to all around the world. People know who you are based upon what you do. And when you came in, I was in the middle of, of a very long experiment, which was, what if we don't touch the body? What if I don't do body work? Yeah. What if I just do adjustments? And what if I just do some, fa- uh, some light fascial work? What happens to the body? And we couldn't pollute the experiment, so you offered to do some body work on me. And I, w- I would have happily taken it, but I'm in the middle of an experiment. So I said, look, I'm at this point where I'm, I'm just not there, and I, I'll let you, you know, work with somebody else, or I'll
2: let you experience our work. So that might have been the thing that set it off. And at, I don't think it was just that. I think it was in general. I think it's I think it's more it's always an energetic thing. It's always like a recipe thing and an ingredient thing. And sometimes as we go on our ingredients change and the flavors change and all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, they're really good together." <laughs> but then there's certain instances where it's like you go into a room with somebody, it's like, "Oh, the ingredients feel like they're a little bit you know, another ingredient would fit better right now. And you're also
1: coming into my environment uh, when I'm in the middle of a treatment day. And so I'm also dealing with emotions of people and things and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So all sure. throughout the day, it could have been any one of those things. So, I mean, I, you're a great guy. I mean, I, I, understand, I understand where that came and how you felt. and,
2: and well, I didn't feel, it wasn't like bad. I'm just saying just because you're speaking in degree of, in like of that attunement and connection with each other. Sure. It's funny how at a certain time someone can connect and it feels like, oof. Really good, and then maybe at another time it's like I think just cutting everybody's slack is important
1: yeah you know? i i think that's kind of so so the biggest thing for me is to learn not to judge yeah. and uh judgment's a funny thing because uh the second I make a judgment, I'm creating problems and and many kind of I sound like a Taoist when I do this, and you know ironically, as I start talking more, it starts start, start, start sounding.
2: Cameraman. I
1: start <laughs> Camera <laughs> as, down. as I start doing this more, <laughs> I start to sound more and more like a Taoist. But uh, this whole thing about not being reactive. So, when we make a judgment, yeah, uh, in order to judge something, you have to stop and measure it. Fair statement? Mm. Because like, if it's bad, I don't know if it's bad. Is it bad right now? But like in a month from now, is it bad? In a year from now, is it bad? Yeah. So, th- the act of judging something is to stop a measurement. And in the we live in the universe, and we you're really into about the flow and how the body and how we all work and this, this constant flow. And to stop something, what we're doing is we're stopping the flow. And when you stop it, you actually are making your to stopping to make a measurement. You're creating time, and that's where time time creates limitation and fear. Mm. And we feel. By the way, we're talking about chakras or portals. We feel all fear here, future, because we can't fear the present and we can't fear the past.
2: Audio people, he's. Is- just tap my belly
1: and then we feel the present right here in the heart because when you see a, a baby cooing or the sun rising you feel it in your heart when you ruminate about the past it's always in the head head is past heart is present and stomach is future Got instinct gut feeling mm. and so if you think about it that way as the primary in- inputs to the body and then chakras are things that go in between that that's the way i see it mm. chakras are the variations of future present and past and, and cuz we're always trying to relate to each other and i i just believe that when you make a judgment you that's when we start wheel the wheel of problems right
2: you freeze yourself in that moment
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah we're Wait. we're we're putting a stake and when you put a stake in, that's a measurement, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, if we are not to measure and say, and I know that I know that when I, c- I come from a world that's very um, measured, uh, very scientific or very professional, we always have goals, procedures, parameters, ways of doing things. And I grew up in that world, and I, I found myself completely the opposite of that, which is which is an amazing experience in itself.
2: Yeah. What were the things that you wanted to touch on before we wrap up? Well, we're talking about frequency. So, I wanted to show you something. Yeah, please, I'm okay, ready.
1: Okay, uh, we, uh, we need a little bit of input here.
2: Let's get some peyote out and we're going to change the frequency of it.
1: So, so what we're going to do is we're <laughs> take a bottle of organic <laughs> wine. <laughs> You've
2: done the THC in the, in the here, I'm here. Gonna step o-
1: you got to step over me. Again. All right, I'm going to step over. This looks really weird from, from camera, I'm sure. But no, this is great. So, what we're going to do here is we're going to open a bottle of organic wine.
2: So, we're in uh, Gary's kitchen right now, right? This is. It's Anella's kitchen. Anella's kitchen. Yeah. Oh, I apologize. This is Anella's kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Gary, Gary, don't cook here. Gary, I don't, don't cook here. You don't cook here. Oh. Gary, why don't you cook? Are you kidding me? I'm
1: oh like yeah, you do other shit. Fifteen, sixteen. Why don't I cook? <laughs> yeah. and, you know I'm so lazy. I use this too. Yep. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll get a glass okay. and uh, we'll use these ones. Alright. And what we're going to do is we're going to put a little bit of wine in that glass and we're going to talk about how frequency affects not only products but us. So frequency is all through our life and affects everything that we do. Uh, we're made of frequency. Everything is made of frequency. We can measure the frequency in, in uh, materials and people. We can measure it in and in, in our nervous system, our brain. Um, <coughs> so one of the things is, is that we, we learned that if we're going to put something in our body, we, if the frequency is more balanced, it actually creates less, uh, less reaction or compensation from the nervous system. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you a little bit of wine. Perfect. Because that'll just top it all up.
2: Just what I need right now.
1: <laughs> this has been a show about alcohol and wine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so this is to drive something. So, this is a aligned beverage card. Uh, this is the first version. We won't show it. It's well, there's a there's a, another one coming out, and it actually will carry the number of the the origin number that people have uh, from the garage. So, everybody who's completed our program ha- will have a, has a number. And that, that'll have a number on there, so it'll be their card. And the frequency card, if we were to take and we were to say, okay, well, let's adjust the frequency of a beverage. So we'll give you a before and after. And this is also a really good bottle of organic wine. Good. For those guys who are listening or watching, it's Gavi from San Pietro.
2: And even if it wasn't through the whole psychosomatic placebo thing, you could trick me into thinking it was anyway. <laughs> so says everyone that does wine. Experiments. Well what we could do is you could just take away
1: the <laughs> knowledge of which one it is.
2: Alright, perfect. I've heard no, but you you've you've heard that before, right? I have. I have a lot of, I have a friends actually that do that intentionally. they have like dinner sure. parties and swanky people and they'll be like, Oh, Here. I got this and it's like a four dollar bottle. Yeah, so all try try right. that one. Here we go. This is the one I'm trying. Yeah. Did you do all the, do the swap thing? No, I didn't do something. I'm too I'm too buzzed and buzzed up from the other stuff to know that No, difference, you'll, right? know, you'll know you'll the difference. Right. Right.
1: Works really good for things like coffee too. So, we want to make sure the beverages are going to everybody. So, you can taste. That's a good wine, by the way. That's nice. Yeah, it is. So, chase this one. All right. So, that one's going to taste a little bit different. Now, these beverage cards are going to be about $90. They will take a two b- two buck chuck and make it taste like an 82 Burdo. Much sharper.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. This was the sharper one. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I taste that. That was the un- untreated one. So what we did is we used the frequency card, and uh, we haven't really completely named it yet. It's in the process. It's in our marketing department. It's going to be a to beverage card of some sort, but it's also going to carry their human garage shirt number. So like you're kind of like a warranty. We're going to we're we're going to the point where we want to warranty the human body. Cool. And uh, so, uh, so that beverage card you can put on, and you were holding it in your hand earlier, and if you're sensitive to energy frequency, you can feel the difference, like, around your heart and stuff like that. Yeah. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that the, that the intake our body, we're 75% water, so when we take a beverage in in particular, that's water. And we want to make sure that that water is in frequency and alignment with us, just like anything else that we do. And so, uh, so if you're going to drink wine, water, coffee, uh, we even have some coffee here, didn't we?
2: People need to look up Emoto as well. I probably talked about that a million times in here, but just in relation to how, how water crystals are affected via energy. Inf- information. Yeah, information. Yeah, information. So
1: information, frequency, same thing. Yeah. So the idea is, is that if you have a lined beverage card, you actually can go and make bad wine tastes good and the worse the wine the more contrast this is a super expensive and good bottle of wine Mm. but if you have a really cheap bottle of wine it tastes even better um so we're going to have these available and they actually not only do they change the frequency of what the beverages come in i use it for everything i drink i put it in my body this way but the more importantly is is that you wear it in a shirt pocket or something like that and it just makes you feel good
2: so you're essentially describing why a home cooked meal by your grandma I, I'm, I would imagine it's more nutritious for you than just buying it from air ones. Well, are pretentious. What if nutrition
1: store. wasn't had nothing to do with the food value, only partially the food value?? Right. What if nutrition had to do with the consciousness that you put into the food? So have you ever been to a restaurant and sometimes the food tastes good and sometimes it tastes very nourishing, sometimes the same food doesn't taste good? Yeah, right. So why do, what explains that? It's, uh, you know, they say cook with love. My wife, Anella, you'll see her, uh, Anella's Kitchen, I think, is coming up. You'll see her cooking with love. And the interesting thing is here's a woman that actually could not cook four years ago at all. And she's learned how to cook, but then it's amazing because everybody comes. They'll come into the kitchen here. The staff will come in. They come in because they just want a piece of what it is that she's cooking.
2: Ayurvedic uh, dietitians, I guess you could call them, but in Ayurveda, one of the things that they mention is not allowing too many hands to touch your food. Correct. And so, I mean, if if the hands are all loving and connected, all that's probably fine. Um, But in general, that's one of the reasons I think I have a little bit of a resistance around going to restaurants and that I just don't know the dude Back there, that probably doesn't like his job and isn't being paid enough, and you know, all, so, all, all these things. So, so just I, don't do it,
1: yeah. So, you know, like I, I've I've struggled with this for a while because I know consciousness comes out in a lot of different ways. So, one of the ways that you can do it is you can change the consciousness of your food while it's in front of you. And right. one of the things is that this beverage, this align card actually helps you do that. So whether it's a beverage, which I just demonstrated to you, it doesn't have to be. It's a food yeah. or anything. So I'm just making sure that whatever comes into my body is aligned with the frequency that I want to have and I want to resonate at. And uh, for those of you out there who are listening who think that uh, maybe that's a little too woo-woo, uh, just come on any t- time and g- <laughs> grab a cup of coffee and you taste before and after. Coffee cool. is really easy to taste the difference because you've got bitter coffee, it tastes smooth. Cool. Yeah.
2: Anything else? Or can we wrap this wrap this bitch up?
1: No, I think we're ready to wrap up. It's been a good time. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's actually going to be a really good time in about 15 minutes.
2: Perfect. I have no idea what the, the we'll strip, to, strippers are coming we're, over. Were you, <laughs> you're, you're opening me up to all these new worlds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm opening him up to all these new worlds. Okay, okay. I'm telling you. <laughs> No, it's really, really great, and I want to thank you for doing what you're doing. Uh, As I was saying yesterday is that um, what you're doing is you're taking a stand and you're helping bring another point of education to people. Our mainstream media, even our secondary medias, uh, Facebook and stuff like that, are starting to just become a bunch of crap that we read, and it's it's polluting our minds and keeping us busy thinking about things. But you guys are putting out good content. Thank you. And what you're doing is you're actually making a difference in the world by – By questioning things, allowing things, conversations that are controversially slightly or fully. And that's what we need more of. And, you know, together we need to fight the fight. And we need to harmonize and bring all these medical and communities together because they're all fighting right now. We need to bring them together. We need to work for one common purpose. And let's protect our soil, protect our lives. Let's get chemicals out of our life. And let's get our bodies back in alignment and let's just feel good again. Mm
2: all right strippers are coming over we gotta wrap up thank <laughs> okay. you so much man okay it was awesome man. Yeah, i really appreciate it that was that was rad i uh let's press off record and go to the titty bar
0: podcast.
2: Thank you guys so much for tuning into that conversation I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did some ways that you can support this podcast one of which you can pick up an Align band which is a heavy duty resistance band comes along with a door anchor and a carrying case and a video guide on how to mobilize those joints and integrate that body of yours really great stuff you can be found on AlignTherapy.com and also on Amazon.com thank you also so much for utilizing the amazon affiliate link on the right hand sidebar of the podcast page bookmark that thing anytime you purchase some crap on amazon purchase that crap through that link we get percentage of it costs you nothing and i think that's enough thank you guys so much for reviews on itunes thank you for listening thank you for supporting have a beautiful rest of your day Pow.